It is the year 1091, spring, and you are resting alongside the road under a large, lonely oak tree. Ziv, you have just taken the time to bury your friend Earl, who you were tagging along with on the road. Resting under the tree with you, there are two men, one named Heltrone and the other Adamo. Kristoff and Vorin, two of the others you met, are off scouting the perimeter. If bandits attacked once, they could again. The fifth rider, the old man Hunet, lays on his bedroll napping in the shade. At one point, while you were sitting, there wasn't a campfire. The next thing you know, there is. Almost like time skipped for you. But before you can question that, Heltron looks to you and says, What brings a boy like you to the dangers of the road? Seems like you may have gotten a little over your head there with those thieves, Adamo chimes in. Yeah, well, I mean, I wasn't exactly looking for thieves. They just were thieving, and they came after me. And they got Earl. But I am I want to see the world. I want to travel it. I want to see all the wonders in it. I guess I just didn't realize how dangerous it was. It is a pretty dangerous place, Adamo says. And then there is that flux of time again. While sitting next to the warmth of the fire, in the blink of an eye, there's a pot of stew raised above the campfire. I don't know if I'm not feeling well, or what's going on, but was that stew always there? Oh no, that's just a simple conjuration that I'm doing here with an artifact that I found. An artifact? What's that? What's an artifact, or what's what artifact is it? Oh, both, I guess. Well, an artifact, um, well, what's the best way to explain this? They can be non-magical or magical, in this sense, a magical one, but an ancient piece of material that does things, I guess. I, I don't really know how to explain what an artifact is outside of that. Oh, that's okay. He pulls out from his side like he didn't even have it in his hand, but there's this small wooden scepter in front of you that he's holding in his hands. He says, this is the Falorian scepter. It is an ancient artifact that I found in the desert between Athen and Ladreldon. Sure looks old. How do they have wood in the desert? Well, it wasn't always a desert, you see. That is where the lost civilization of Falaria once stood before the dawn of the First Age. Oh, I, I don't know a whole lot about that. I was raised over in the Norfair Woods. Didn't do a whole lot of history lessons there. Oh, <laughs> I understand. Just more of teaching us how to survive and get along with nature. I, I, I totally understand that. That's kind of how I grew up in the dual wood. But you see... I found this. I'm, I'm an archaeologist. I, I investigate old ruins of lost civilizations that we have here in Asus. And this one I found buried in the ruins of Falaria. So you know all about, like, different kinds of people then, right? Oh, yes. I know. I know quite a bit about the world of Asus. Do you know anywhere else where people are like me? Are you not part of the clan that you were with in North Airwood? Uh, someone left me there as a baby. Uh, I had a blanket. It just said... Hold back the flames of war. And that's really the only information that was had. My parents raised me. They're from the Norfair Wood, and no one else really looks like me. That is definitely a mystery for yourself. Maybe uh, maybe you can take some time in one of the libraries of one of our cities. That'll be good. That other weird guy, I don't know what his name was. I'm sorry, I forgot. It was kind of a rush of everything, but uh, he said I was no Asian. Yes, um, he himself is not an Asian. He's from another realm, but he doesn't really tell us much about that. Oh, how many other realms are there? Oh, um, I think there's seven total, maybe eight. I, I'm not too familiar. And then Heltron says, 
Yeah, I'm not too familiar with, the, with them either. Maybe Lauren can speak to you about that later. That would be wonderful. We're heading to Mithron. We're heading to the capital city of Saravel. There are libraries there, and there are sects of the Wizard Rainbow. Maybe they can speak to you more on the planar realms. Oh, that would actually be really good. Is it okay if I travel with all of you? I could use another fighter if you're willing to fight. I think it might be safer for you to be with us instead of by yourself. Yeah, no, I wouldn't mind that. Never took a life before, and honestly, I wouldn't mind never doing that again, but if we have to, we have to. Between the cities, you're going to see more and more dangers, whether it's creatures or even the people. Did you have to kill a lot of people to travel the world? Well, not necessarily to travel. I've been part of the military of Mithran for quite some time. With the Rodanians always looking to conquest, we always had to have a standing military. I have had skirmishes with the Rodanians many times, and yes, I have taken many lives. It's definitely not something I enjoy doing, considering we have the gift of immortality. It's a shame. If only there was some way to bring some sort of balance and peace to Asus. There's no reason for all this bloodshed. So much of it is over just pointless greed. Strange that you mention that. You see, that's kind of one of my life's missions is to figure out a way to bring peace to Asus. And that's why I've been gone from Saravel for so long. I've been away too long chasing false rumors, but I think something might be cooking up right under my nose. Like what? One of the mages of the Wizard's Rainbow has supposedly been crafting something to protect Asus. And I recently got word from Saravel that he is looking to use the arcane well to provide these artifacts energy. I, I need to know more before this mage Remora does this. Your ship's crew is climbing aboard the two ships, depending on which is closest. But kneeled down in front of y'all, Kurgle, the half-orc pirate captain and Keth's sister, spits blood from when Keth slammed her to the ground. Logra, always winning our little tussles. I'll get you one day, big brother. This wasn't a tussle, you tried to kill me. Well, yeah, we always try to kill each other. That's the point of the tussle. That is not the point of the tussle. What should I do with you? Well, what do you mean, what should you do with me? You should release me. We're brother and sister. Oh, now you say that. Well, we just having a little friendly tussle. It wasn't a friendly tussle. I am so glad I don't have siblings. I'll cut a rope. Oh, thank you. It feels better. This is Doroth. Yes, it is I, Doroth, Fave, Grom, and Kyle. I'm sure you've heard of me. No, I haven't. And this is Finch. I'll give a Crimson Command salute. And this is Fully Phil. Uh, nice, nice to meet you. A uh, pleasure. Never yes. met a demon like you before. I'm sure you haven't. And this is my best friend, Astra. And I'll put my arm around her. What happened to me being your best friend? Oh. I just glare at her, and then I'm going to cast a level three cure wounds on Kath. Oh. I oh, see. Thank you. I see now why you like her. Hey, what is this thing anyway? Uh, it's a bullet. What was the thing you? You hit me with it from. Oh, you mean a flintlock? A flintlock. A flintlock. 
What's a front rock? Well, it shoots a rock at you like a bullet. <laughs> <laughs> ah, Captain Kurgle the Wretch. Of course you're behind this. What a great capture. Stefan will be so excited to execute this one. Hey! Listen, don't, don't be no executions today. I'll, I'll make it up to you somehow. I don't think that's going to work. I think it has to work. Give me a persuasion check. Six. I'm sorry, Kath, but we're going to have to put her below deck and shackle her. We'll have to discuss this another time. Crew, tie her up. Put her below deck. These ships are mine for now. Thank Jiminy. Why, why is Stefan not going to be happy to see her? Well, she killed both of his siblings. Oh. All right, well, I'm going to go downstairs and talk to Kerbal. I'll join you. So you're like the, the captain of all the pirates? No, not all the pirates. Oh. There's, there's another captain. There's a fleet commander. How many pirates are left? We heard there was a volcano. Oh, yeah, uh, Estuvios. It's, uh, it, it blew, it erupted like four or five years ago. Yeah, it wiped out pretty much half the island. But, I mean, there's still plenty of us over there. I can help you get the rest of the way. You shot him! Yeah, that didn't feel very good. I thought we were tussling. That's not tussling! <laughs> <laughs> Hashtag, that's not that's tussling. The, yeah, that's the shirt right there. <laughs> that's not tussling. I don't know how you're going to convince Kakai not to kill me. Maybe we shouldn't. Come on now, Astra. I don't like her. She does not like you. It's juicy. What did I do to you? You're trying to kill me! See, he understands. Has anything else weird been going on on the island? Unbalanced, if you will. What does that mean? Like Keth said, out of the ordinary. I guess not. Nothing seems too weird other than the eruption. We're just trying to, you know, rebuild. How old are you? I'm 25. Years? Yeah. And I'll look at Keth. How old are you? I'm 32. Impossible. I just want to throw my backpack on the ground and, like, just spill everything out of it and try to find that book. What book is this? The journal that I found. Astra. Yes? I must speak with you. Okay. How old is Keth? He just said in there 32. Lies! What are you talking about? If he's only 32 years old, who is this? This is a book. You're supposed to look inside of it. All right, now look inside of it. Start flipping through pages. The very beginning, you see that it says, in the year 137 of the fourth age, I started my trials. Keep going, keep going. Know that I and my companions, Nito, Armand, Dez, and Keth, were the ones who rescued Port Haven from Exdolo's destruction. Are we sure this isn't just another orc named Keth? What I mean, kind of name is Keth? I have something on your mind, Dorth. When were you going to tell us about this? About what? Your other friends. What are you talking about? Who's Dez? I don't know who Dez is. Well, who is... Nito? Nito and Cadius. Who are these people? This is the, the original Keth. The what? The real Keth. Is Keth a popular name? What? No, it's a title that's kind of passed down. He was the most honorable orc that there ever was. He, he brought our people into, into civilization. Lugrug is his name. I never knew what was going on. One day before you arrive in Loran, two ships come to a stop, and a plank is put across the railing on both sides. Stefan Grakaya walks onto your ship. Captain Kurgle, you have been sentenced to die, though your brother is here to speak on your behalf. I understand that she killed your sibling. But understand this, if you kill my sibling, then we will have a problem. So I propose an alternative solution. I've brought gold with me that I intended to pay you and the captain to take us to Loran. I will pay the 7,000. You'll pay the full 7,000? I will. A deal has been made. The code of the sea is submitted and held true. The code of the sea. The islands of Loran finally come into view. A golden PVAC swoops in and glides in front of the ship. 
Welcome to Port Greasel. Please state your name and business. Captain Kayo, returning for merchant visit and adventurer drop-off. Welcome back, Captain Kayo. Your last visit was three years and 20 days ago. Please state the names of the adventurers. Felomir. Finch, Master Scout of the Crimson Command. Astra. I'm Cut, Champion of Yen. Dorth Babe, Grumman Kyle. <laughs> That's K-Y-L-E. Thank you. I will add you to our adventuring registry. While here, you are not permitted into the island center of the Eastern Island. Intruders will be treated as hostile forces and killed on sight. What's over there? Captain Kayo, you are permitted to dock at station 65 and 66 to conduct trade. You looking to be dropped off on the Eastern Island or the Western with the pirates? Well, I feel like it might be safer here on the Eastern Island, away from the pirates for now. I would agree. I think we should stay here. Yeah, I agree. Eastern Island. All right, well, we'll go ahead and pull into Port Greasel. Port Greasel is the main hub of Summer Home, the western island of Laron, to conduct business with the gnomes that live there. The town itself has an abundance of constructs that patrol the streets and perform various duties in the town. These constructs are modeled after animals like bears, beavers, parrots, tigers, wolves, camels, donkeys, dolphins, whales, sharks, penguins, elephants, and etc. Basically, if there is an animal that exists in the world, these tinkering gnomes have made it into a working construct. They perform duties like mail delivery, construction, bodyguards, towing of large shipments, cooking, bartending, cleaning, mounts, and street cleaning as examples of their purpose. Upon entry into Port Greasel, before the ship even docks, a Golden Parrot Ventriloquist Audio Control Unit, PVAC for short, with a flashing red light on its head, intercepts oncoming ships to determine the reason for entry into the port. Ships and adventurers that do not comply with the rules set forth audibly presented by the PVAC unit will then activate hostile activity from dolphin and whale constructs in the bay and will not be permitted to dock. The constructs are manufactured by CFH Corp, Constructs for Hire Corporation. The port has an elected official to represent the gnomes' economic relationships and domestic laws. The governor is elected for life but can be forced to resign if another individual rises to the populace's favor. The governor's mansion is located across the water on a smaller island and has several paid servants, animal constructs, and even slaves performing duties on the island. Most citizens of Loran, however, do not wish to be the governor as they have more interest in the crafting and money-making involved in their personal businesses. When disembarking from vessels, adventurers will be met with the constant shuffle and business of an active market square. The docks of Port Greasel have 13 piers of various sizes, supporting the docking of a maximum 86 ships. Four additional smaller docks on the west side are connected to a fishing depot called Buka's Bait and Tackle, where local fishermen work from. This is also a prime location to purchase transport to the eastern island where the pirates live. The pirates live on Westuvio Cove and in past centuries had been in business with the gnomes to protect their island at sea. However, the recent eruption of Mount Westuvius wiping out 50% of the pirate populace on the island found the pirates in a weak position. The gnomes of Summer Holm, the Western Island, offered no assistance and did not grant any of the pirates that survived this natural disaster permanent residence on Summer Holm. 
The gnomes increased manufacturing of their animal constructs after that, and now use the constructs to defend their island instead of paying the pirates to do so. This has caused the pirates to venture further outside of their comfort zone at sea, pillaging merchant ships traveling around the world, including ships heading to Port Friesel. Hostilities have not yet risen between the gnomes and the pirates, but there for sure is tension as the gnomes keep getting rumors of friendly ships being attacked by the pirates. Captain Kayo and his crew work the ships into Port Griesel to their assigned docks. The five of you, Kurgle and Kurgle's crew, watch from the bow of the two ships waiting to disembark. As the ships pull in, Kurgle says to you, All right, I'll meet you at the Lazy Leopard tomorrow morning to check in. Take the day to check out the port and get your footing. It's, it's a pretty wild place. As the ship's anchors drop, dock workers catch the thrown ties and rig the ship in place to the holds. Kurgle and her crew walk the gangplank and rush off. As the five of you begin to disembark, Captain Kayo meets you at your exit. He says, I don't know if, y'all, if I'll be seeing you again, but we'll be casting off in three days, as you heard. If you find yourself needing a way to Lunalia, that's where we'll be heading. I'd be happy to let you work your jobs again as payment for the journey. Thank you, Captain Kayo. I think, I think I was wrong about you. And then I'll hold out my hand to shake his hand. He shakes your hand? Well, this is just beautiful. <laughs> well, thank you for your passage. We certainly appreciate it. Sorry it wasn't as safe as it was. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I'll, I'll just do a Crimson Command salute and, you know, thanks. Well, come on, let's go check out this port. And I'll rush off. <laughs> <laughs> so the five of you finally walk down the gangplank and step onto the dock. But Astra, something happens that hasn't happened in quite a while. Your vision fades to black. After about 10 seconds of darkness, you hear the dripping of water like a damp cavern. The shine of wet metal walls comes into view as someone walks by at the end of the tunnel where it's a crossroads. They're holding a torch and the light glints off the wet walls. You turn around in 180 degrees to look around and someone is immediately in your face, as in just inches from your face. It is a man, human you think, who looks in poor shape, an unkempt beard and wet long bangs floating in front of their tired eyes. The man looks like he hasn't slept for days. He whispers loudly to you. Oh, finally! Thank goodness, another guardian! How did you get here? Who are you? How did you know to come? I need your help! They captured me. Things are... things are a mess down here. Help me! They have me down! And it cuts off. The vision took you by surprise, but your training in the art of divination has made you stronger against these effects, leaving you standing without going unconscious. No time has passed other than just a few seconds of you standing still and your eyes glossing over but you felt a loss of connection as if something immediately forced the break. You tried to respond when the man asked questions, but you couldn't. Seems there's more for you to learn in this type of magic. Uh, Earth to Astra. Uh. What are are you guys waiting for? Come on. Sorry, I think I just had a vision. What, what, what? What what happened? Uh, I was walking in this tunnel. There was like metal walls and water dripping and... I turned around and there was a man. He said, an, another guardian, I, I guess, talking to me. 
he said that he's been captured and he needs help and he he's down somewhere and then I came back before he could tell me where he was. He didn't look so good. I don't know who it was. Well, he said another guardian. Yeah. Does that mean he was a guardian? Does that mean your guardian? I, I don't know. Well, I think we've determined that your past visions occur whenever there is a lesser guardian present, yes? Yeah, that appears to be true. Maybe this has something to do with the supposed imbalance here. Yeah, maybe. Well, we should definitely investigate it further. I think so. I think he needs our help. I, I just don't know where he is. Well, what did it look like? It was very wet. I guess like a maybe like a cave. And you said there were metal walls, yes? Oh yeah, maybe like an industrial cave. <laughs> <laughs> you said it seemed underground or something too. Maybe it could be somewhere here. I mean, maybe it happened as soon as I set foot off of this boat. Well, where were we even begin to to look for him? If it's metal walls, maybe somewhere around all the constructs on the, the gnome side. It, again, if that's even on this island. Well, we we should at least get a lay of the land. You know, we don't know anything about this place. He's just, right. We wouldn't even know if it looked like anything. We might see it right there. And I'll point in any direction. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Well, let's let's go. Well, Kurgle said she was going to meet us at the Lazy Leopard in the morning. Maybe we should... Go get a room just to be safe. Yeah, go ahead and check in and then set out and investigate, see what's going on. It's like going to an amusement park. You check into the hotel first. <laughs> All right, hurry. This is Port Griesel is an amusement park. Okay. <laughs> oh, guys, give me just like fucking small world with all these constructs. Yeah. No. And gnomes. This is sounding more and more like retirement for me every oh my gosh. second. That's the dripping water in the metal walls. <laughs> it's just oh, humidity. No. I'm hearing the music. As you step foot off the dock, your senses are overloaded with the smell of fish and sulfur. You all pause briefly looking around as you take in this new, fast-paced environment. Standing in front of the group, Doroth, you quickly hop back as a construct in the form of a donkey rushes towards you. It almost tramples you, but your quick step back saved you. Excuse me! A group of pirates walks by, eyeing all of you, and they stand puzzled and confused briefly, but then they keep walking. A gnome dressed in a form-fitting navy blue outfit walks towards you, looking down at a stack of papers that is in his hands. He is just about to bump into you before he looks up and says, Step aside! Step aside! I'm working here! And just as you move out of the way, you step in the way of another dock worker lugging a wooden crate at his chest, who also screams at you to get out of the way. We're trying! <laughs> We're trying! Come on! Like, Come on, on here, man! <laughs> Come on, guys! We, we gotta get off this dock! Being an asshole! <laughs> We're walking over here. (laughs) You make your way across the street and you find a road that leads deeper into the city. And you walk that path for quite a while. And then on the right, you find the Lazy Leopard. It's a multi-story tavern that looks like it is ready to fall over any minute. Wooden planks barely held together have huge gaps where you could see inside if it wasn't daylight outside and shadowy inside. People of all races are drinking and yelling outside the tavern. Mugs of L clink together as men cheerfully come to an agreement. An ostrich construct walks out the door with its flat back carrying a tray of mugs. Over to a table where its bendy neck reaches around to the tray and grabs a mug with its beak to hand to each patron at the table. It's a very rowdy place. Oh, how fascinating. And I'm going to just walk up to the ostrich construct. I'm like, <laughs> that is a neat bird. As you walk up to it, it really doesn't pay any attention to you, but it is dropping off drinks and then starts to walk away as it has more things to do. 
Okay, I'm just looking at it. Oh my god, I know it can't fucking talk to me. Um, as it gets <laughs> to the door, it uses its beak to like twist the doorknob and pull it back, and then goes inside. Wow, these constructs are really something else here. This place is weird. It's great. I love it here, <laughs> and I'm just gonna go inside. Just follow. Yeah. As you walk in, you see tavern patrons have filled the entire lower area, and every seat in the house is taken. Music plays from the left side, and you look over to see a group of three constructs playing music. A cat at a piano, a monkey with cymbals, and an alligator on his hind legs singing some blues. I'm so all alone. Wish I could find me a girl of my own. But no girl wants me. Cause I'm in an alligator, oh, can't you see? Oh no, oh no, oh no, 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 oh no, oh no, oh no, 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 girl wants me. This is a disgrace! <laughs> They're taking our jobs! <laughs> Making your way to the bar is difficult, but you make it. The bartender looks over to you and says, What can I get you? Oh, do you have any rooms available? Yeah, but I only got three left. Fifteen gold each. What if... Hold on. I have a proposition for you. What if I, Dorothy, Babe, Grom, and Kyle, play a concert much better than those? No, thank you. I paid 50,000 gold for those. They're, they're doing their job. No wonder this place is so expensive. All right, we'll, we'll take the room and a round of ales. So one room? Well, three rooms. All three rooms, 45 gold. Round of ales is going to be another 10 gold. All right, I've, I've got it. All right, Kath. Slide him. 55 gold? 55 gold. I'm just going to fold my arms. <laughs> the, everything about this has pissed me off so far. Is the music good? Yeah, it's not bad. Yeah. What's the it's- alligator sound like? It's actually like low and rumbly, and like he's standing up. He'll even has like a hat on. We'll say. Louis Armstrong. Yeah, yeah, we'll see. Like, <laughs> yeah, we'll see. He's got kind of a Louis Armstrong voice, kind of going. He's green. <laughs> <laughs> All I can think about is fucking Chuck E. Cheese. Oh, <laughs> <God>. <laughs> Just dead eyes. <laughs> So as you get your drinks and you walk around the tavern trying to find a place to sit, nothing really pops out to you other than the fact that like most of the tavern folk are quite cheery. But then there are some that don't seem to be that way. Amongst these sailors, a few stand out to you. You see a gnome dressed in like a white button-down that has a logo on the front of it, and then he's got like khakis with a belt. Uh, he does have some like muddy boots on. But he seems to have like just gotten off a, like a day of work, and he's just having an ale. Also, there is a, another gnome that looks real grumpy and sad at the same time, just downing drink after drink. He has like six mugs in front of him that are empty. And then there's also a half elf that has like a red jacket on, a white button down, and blue jeans. And he also has like knee pads and long boots, and he has two sets of goggles on his head. I don't want to talk to him. <laughs> God, I don't want to talk to him. <laughs> nah, something about him. I don't like him. <laughs> something. This place sure seems cheery. It, I mean, for as run down as it looks. You know, there's at least one sad little gnome over there. Yeah, what about this guy? And I want to walk up to, uh, which I, I know I'm going to talk to one of these gnomes. Okay. 
There's the one that's in uniform that uh, just seems like he got off of work, and the other that's not doing so good, it looks. Let me go up to the uh, the drunk one, okay. the sad one. The drunk sad one? Are you walking alone? Anybody following him? I imagine like five people walking up to it would be kind of weird. Yeah, it'd be a little intense. I mean, if no one goes with him, I'll go with him. I'm not. I'm yeah, not. I figure we'll find a table where there's nowhere to sit, right? You're still looking for a place okay. to sit. But we got our ales, right? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, I'll just grab my ale and walk along with Doroth, just kind of observing everything. Okay. So, yeah, the two of you walk up to him. As you get close, like, the smell of alcohol in the entire place is pretty rough, but he just, like, emits, like, a zone of just stale alcohol. He has, like, dirt and grime on his neck. His hair's very unkempt as well. He's wearing, like, tattered linens. Not like he's from the slums or anything, just, like, he doesn't care for his clothes anymore, I guess. And he notices you approach and, like, stand behind him briefly, because that's odd, because most people are just walking by, and he turns and looks at you and says, Oh, what? What? Oh, I was just uh, familiarizing myself with the town folk. Uh, how how are you? Um, I'm gonna take a sudden step back. Um, just you know, it's it's been kind of rough. Really? Oh, you you think you can give me a a beer? Uh, sure, and I'll just hand him mine. Oh, that was quick. <laughs> he still has six beers in front of him, yeah, right? They're empty mostly glasses. empty. Okay. Like the, there's, he's got one that's like very close to being done. So why are we like this? What? It, what? What is this? What uh, happened? Well, uh, like most of us, um, we lost our jobs. Oh, really? And he just starts to chug. Is there a seat next to him? Is there? We'll say that there is one because he's letting off a stench that no one wants to be close to. <laughs> I am going to brave it for my peoples. Uh, I'm going to pull up a seat and sit next to him and face him. Okay. As if to say, I, we're talking about this. Like, So you're like facing him from his side, basically, and he's still like kind of yeah, facing the table, facing, just facing it, just face yeah, deep in his mug. He's facing forward, and I'm like turned towards him. <laughs> Like, so you say they're taking your jobs? Uh, we we lost our jobs, you know. Do you care to elaborate? I mean, I'm new here, you know. Oh, new? You looking for a job? Cause you ain't gonna find one. You know what? It just so happens that I was looking for a job, and I did not find one because of that. And I'm gonna point towards the robot van. He turns his head without turning his body and looks at it, and then turns back to his mug and goes, "Yep." And he spits angrily, <laughs> but into his mug, and then he drinks it. Uh, <laughs> do the, <laughs> the ricochet sound. Yep, I used to uh, used to work for CFH. They made more than damn things, and they just hired. They just have damn things. So wait, do my job. Wait, it's it's like this for everyone. Mm, the miners got it pretty bad. I used to be a miner too was the foreman of the mines. And then uh, I got it a little bit better than the rest of the miners because I actually got a job at CFH, you know? But then, like, I got lost that job, and then I don't like fish. Oh, no one wants to fish. So, like, I just I spend all my money here. I'm going to die soon, probably. Might as well die drunk. Lord. Well, this, <laughs> this is a social injustice. I agree. Something should be done. I agree. What are we going to do? I don't know. I mean, I, I had something cooking up in my head, you know? Like what? And I'll get as close as I can <laughs> as my constitution will allow. Well, you see, I 
thought about paying somebody to do this for me because you know I got all this money. I just don't. I'm just drinking away, and it'd be I don't I don't want to do it because I don't want to go to jail. But maybe you want to do it. Well, I don't want to go to jail either. Well, maybe you can get away with it. I'll get in and put in jail. Well, what is what is? It? <laughs> <laughs> well, see, they're hurting our businesses, so why don't we hurt them? I think that we just see. I got this. Got this BGD. What is that? Uh, it's a it's a battle guard dog. Another robot? Yeah, I got one, but it's all broken and doesn't work. And I was thinking maybe if we just like create a mishap and then like leave the dog there, leave the BGD there, and make it look like the BGD did it. Oh. And then maybe CFH won't be trusted so much, you know? You're planting the seeds. Mm. I see. Yeah, I I used to be a foreman, and he taps his head. I like this plan. How about this? You stay here, and I will talk to my co-patriots, and we'll see what we can do. Oh, is he one of them? He points at you, Finch. I'm going to assume, like, since I've, this has been going on so long, and they're so small, and he just sat down at the only chair, that I almost kind of, like, started turning around, like, yeah, fidgeting, <laughs> like, feeling super awkward, like, I didn't maybe kind of tune in to, like, other conversations. Like, you went to a bar with a friend, and the friend ran into somebody, yeah. and you don't know who that person is, so you just stand awkwardly in and a loud like, scene. we're probably right in the middle of this fucking bar, and I'm just standing up, so, yeah, I... <laughs> I don't know. Maybe I'm kind of just like moseying. Maybe I'm probably still close enough. I don't think I've totally left the area, but it's weird. Uh, you noticed him point to you, and you didn't hear what he said. Yes, this is uh, this is this is Finch. Finch, this is I didn't have I never caught your name. Oh, yeah, I'm Dewey Quug. Dewey, nice to meet you. And I'll put out my hand. I'm, but my face doesn't get closer <laughs> than my hand does. Uh, my name is Dorothy Fabe Grumman Kyle. He reaches out and shakes your hand, and, like, you ever, like, touch something sticky and the sticky just stays on your hand? Yes. Uh, that's what it feels like when you pull your hand away from him. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just going to, like, put my hand in my pouch and just let it... Let <laughs> 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 it right, marinate a little bit. Yeah. Uh, going to get an infection in that thing. <laughs> oh, no. No, no. <laughs> Recon. No. Ain't no antibiotics and aces. Yeah, I got wet wipes in there. <laughs> Never mind. <laughs> All right, so while uh, Fitch and Doroth talked to the sad gnome, does anyone else want to do anything, or are you all just kind of moseying around? Uh, this half-elf. <laughs> oh, yes. No. What is he doing? We'll say he's not sitting. He's just kind of leaning against the bar, uh, not talking to anyone, just slowly drinking a, a, a mug of ale. Okay. Um, ugh. <laughs> <laughs> How do we approach this? I'm going to walk up to him. All right. Uh, excuse me there. Oh, shit. Uh, sorry. A, a, you're a demon. I'm a, a tiefling, but what? What's that? Uh, it's a, it's, I, I'm a half, demon. So you're a demon? Kinda, but I wasn't born like this. That's weird. It is a little weird. Hi. Hello. Um. Well, that doesn't change anything. Well, good. You good. are who you are. Yes, I am me. And who are you? Oh, I'm Elio. Elio Ravacrana. Elio. Oh, are you, are you from here? I, I mean, I assume you're not. This is an island of gnomes, no, yes? No, I'm, I'm not from here. I'm from somewhere else. But, you know, I don't... I just kind of... I'm here. I can't believe you've done this. Yeah, I can't either. <laughs> I can't <laughs> believe you've done this. Bullshit. 
But like, I found a, I found my way around here, you know. Like, I got a shop. I make things. Uh, do you make like constructs? Like, is that? What oh you do? no 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 those. I don't know. How, that's too much. I don't know how to make that. Uh-huh. But I made these, and he like steps back and like tiptoes and wheels backwards. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> oh, those are quite fascinating. Yeah, uh, call them wheelies. <laughs> wheelies. Yeah, there there's a little there's a little. Uh, there's a wheel underneath my heel, so I call them wheelies. That makes sense to me, yes. Because you got to lift your toes up to do a wheelie. Right. Okay. Um, well, what are you, what are you doing here? Oh, I'm just drinking. This is where I eat. It's where oh. I hang out. Well, I don't mean here like in this, this tavern, like here on this island in oh. Port Greasel. Well, I invent things. The gnomes around here, you know, they, they all invent things, so I just kind of kind of fit in. I'm not, not fit in, just physically, you don't fit in. Yeah, you're uh, quite a bit taller than all the gnomes, yes. About about two feet give taller. Or, give or take, yeah. Oh. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> don't you know? Yeah. Hey, man, you know your shirt's not buttoned up, right? Uh, yeah, it's a little warm in here. So you just walk around naked like that? I'm not naked, I'm wearing a shirt. That's pretty naked. Pretty naked isn't naked. I don't like seeing your belly button. You can't see my belly button. Uh, you, how long have you been here? Did you say again? Uh, uh, ten years or so. Ten years. That's quite a while. Yeah, yeah. I, I mean, I got bought me a place, did some work for people, and then you know, thank God I got out of you know working for people because everybody's buying these damn constructs. Yeah, I noticed there's quite a few of them around. Yep. Um, my one of my traveling companions, he's he's a bard, you see, and he was quite perturbed at the the uh, the group performing in the corner there. Well, yeah, if you ask the miners or some of the fishermen, even they they hate them too. Mm, and why are they still being made if people hate them? They make money. Who makes them? CFH. CFH. Yeah, CFH Core. Who's that? Constructs for hire. So it's like a business. Yeah. They make they make the constructs. Are they the only ones that make them? Yeah, you're the only ones that know how. And they make them here on this island, yes? Yep, kind of like uh, Ludwig. Ludwig uh, also is the only one that knows how to make gunpowder. So, you know, he's kind of taking over that market. Gunpowder, yes, for uh, flintlock? Flintlocks and rifles and cannons. Ah, interesting. Uh, this CFH, mm-hmm. They do they have a, a place of business? Oh, yeah, they have a manufacturing plant on the northwest side of town. Uh, okay, the northwest side of town. Yes? Yeah, it's a big old manufacturing plant. Okay, uh, this island seems pretty sizable. Are there other towns around here? Oh, yeah, there's ports all around, all along the coast. Okay. I mean, this is the biggest one. This is the most, you know, money-making one. Right. Well, all right. Thanks, Elio. Yeah, come by my shop. Uh, where is it located? It's on the north side of town. It's called Wonderful Wares of Elio. Oh, that's a lovely name. Yep, WWE for short. <laughs> yes. <laughs> that is for short. Okay. I, I do have some of these shoes still. And he glides backwards in a circle. Well, I will, I'll be sure to stop in and get a pair. Man, if we don't get some healings <laughs> by the end of this fucking arc. <laughs> All right, well, th- oh, thank you very much. And I'll uh, we'll walk away. All right. Y'all, I can cast Gust of Wind and just stand behind y'all. Yes. <laughs> we'll never have to walk again. <laughs> Captain Astra, y'all do anything? All right, so the the last guy that you had mentioned has muddy boots, you said? Yeah, he has muddy boots, but he has, like, khakis on with a belt with a shirt that's tucked in, like a white 
shirt with some sort of logo on it. I'll uh, turn to Astra and say, hey, in your vision, you said that the walls were wet. What about the floor? I, I didn't notice a floor. Um, I just saw that the, the walls were made out of metal or something shiny. Maybe this guy knows something. And I'll, uh, I'll approach. Okay. Cass starts to approach somebody. You follow an Astra? Yeah, follow. Uh, as you approach him, he's also a gnome. He has like a green tint to his dark hair. He's very tan. It seems like he spends a lot of time in the sun. But he, it's weird how clean his uniform is other than his boots. And also it's a uniform, which is strange. Right. Like it's like an office business, like office building type biz- like uniform. Like he works at fucking Staples or some shit. He sees you approaching and he doesn't seem to mind. Uh, he just looks at you and waves. I'll uh, wave like as I get close to him. Hey, a newcomer. Hey, little man. I haven't seen you around here before. Uh, it's because we just got here. Oh, well, that that's nice. Yeah, I guess. So what you doing here? We're just kind of looking around, having a drink. Okay. Wanted to visit the islands, I see, huh? Yeah, something like that. Oh, okay. Well, hi, pretty lady. Oh, hey, hi, I'm Astra. Oh, Astra, I'm I'm Vilco League. What about you, burly man? And I'm Keth, champion of yen. Keth, champion of yen. I've never heard of yen. Oh, that's just, it's a city across the ocean. Oh, okay. I haven't been across the ocean before. I've lived here my whole life. I have you now. Uh-huh. That's interesting. And whenever you, like, kind of get a better look at him, you notice that the logo on his left chest piece, like, left chest side, it says CFH. Hey, what's that mean? I'll point at it. My logo? Yeah. Oh, that's CFH. It's a company here in town. They make contracts. Oh, you, you work there? Yeah. And I'll, like look down at his boots and then look back up at him and I'll say, uh, do you work underground or something? Oh, no. I just walk through the jungle sometimes. The jungle? Yeah. I'm one of the few that are permitted to go into the center of the island. Oh. What's there? Oh, I can't tell you that. Why not? Well, I can't. It's part of company policy. Come on. I'm not going to tell anybody. You'll get me fired. Everybody's already getting fired. I'm not going to lose my job because of company policy now. Is it? Is it neat? I don't know. You don't even know what you're looking for? Well, I mean, I know what I'm doing. Like, I, I go up there, go in there with my elephant, and we bring back a big old box of metal crates. We take them to the, to the manufacturing plant, you know? Where's that at? The manufacturing plant? Yeah. Oh, it's, it's here in town in the port. Can we go to it? I mean, they won't just let you inside. You know, there's secrets in there. How they make the constructs. Oh. Company policy. What's the policy? It, it's like, a, it's like a, a law. Like a company law. Oh. Corporate law. The law of the sea. <laughs> <laughs> it's the law of corporations. Interesting. Well, what else do you do? Well, that's it. That's just my job. I take the elephant in, bring the elephant back with some crates. And you said these are metal crates? Uh-huh. Like the metal that you make constructs out of? I mean, it's not necessarily that kind of metal. I mean, all the constructs are made of different kind of metal, like copper and silver and platinum and gold. And there's lots of metals that go into the, what makes the construct. Sounds expensive. It can be, yeah. So is there metal in the crates? I don't know what's in the crates. How big are these crates? Uh, pretty large. Big enough to fit someone? I could fit in it, yeah. What about me? Would I be able to fit in it? Maybe ball you up a little bit. And he like takes your hand, takes his hands, and kind of like makes a motion of turning you into a ball. Does he not realize he's being interrogated? No. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> He's just excited about human interaction. They both just have, like, scrolls out. Like, and how big are these boxes? Can a person fit in it? He's just, like, oblivious. Uh, I mean, like, 
if you saw, like, you could technically see him enter the city with boxes. So I guess he doesn't think he's hiding anything because people see him all the time. But that kind of, like, I work by myself at my job. And whenever new people find that out, they always ask a string of, like, really creepy questions. Like, so you're there by yourself, all by yourself, all night, it's just you. In the middle of the night, just you? Like, uh, no, it's me and my big black boyfriend. Like, no, no, he's he's brainwashed by the company policy. Oh, yeah. It's, yeah it's, oh, his okay, life is gotcha. black and white. <laughs> Damn. So, so what are y'all doing here? Like, why'd you come all the way to Laurent? It's pretty far away from everywhere, I thought. Vacation. Vacation? Yeah. What's a vacation? It's when you go somewhere you haven't been before. I mean, I get, is it, I get PTO. What's that? Paid time off? Well, yeah, you could use your PTO to go on a vacation and go, go somewhere and relax. Okay. I guess that's what I should be doing in my 15 days a year instead of, you know, using it whenever I get sick. Fuck you, corporate America. <laughs> this conversation is just riveting. Yeah. Well, that that sounds nice. Do you do you like working for, uh, what was it, CFH? Well, it pays the bills, you know? The governor keeps a lot of taxes on us because we got to keep, you know, we got to keep paying. Do you get paid a lot? Uh, I get paid like two gold a day. That's not a lot. Well, it pays the bills. Okay, what what if I wanted to get a job there? That well, sounds like a lot of fun. Well, you, you know, driving the elephants. Well, some years ago, you could have probably gotten a job, but now they have all their constructs to do all the jobs. So why aren't the constructs doing your job? Well, somebody's got to control where the elephant goes. Well, why can't I do that? Well, I mean, I guess you could, but they aren't, they're kind of on a hiring freeze right now. What if you use your PTO to go on a vacation, and then I did your job for you? Huh? But, but why? Because it sounds fun. But, I mean, you'd still have to get permitted to go into the jungle. Yeah. You got, so you so got to... You could help me. Well, I mean, you got to talk to my manager, but... I can, I can send you your resume. Okay. So, so you got a resume? Yeah, I'm the champion again. No, I mean, like, you, you got a physical resume. Like a piece of paper? I'll pull out a piece of parchment and hand it to him. <laughs> to champion of yin. <laughs> in, all, in all caps, some of the word letters are backwards. <laughs> it's a drawing. <laughs> oh, look, a table just opened up. Well, it was nice to meet you. Oh, it was nice to meet, nice to meet you. Goodbye. Bye. He takes the piece of paper and looks at it, and it's blank, I'm assuming. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, I guess I'll hand this to my manager. <laughs> Can I ask Dewey a question before we walk away from him? Sure. Okay, hey, Dewey, I heard you say um, that you used to work in the mines, and, and you were a foreman? Uh, I, was, I was the foreman. I was the foreman of the sulfur mines. So you, you went through a lot of different tunnels down in those mines, huh? Oh, for sure. Lots of... Yellow dusty tunnels. Do they uh, do they line any of those tunnels with metal? With metal. You know, just like maybe to keep uh, the tunnels from collapsing. Maybe they could have used metal on the sides or something. Oh, I see where you're going here. Yeah. Um. And maybe like some sections of the mine. Wow. How hard is it to like if we wanted to just go explore those mines, take a, a stroll? Well, I mean, it's dangerous. It's sulfur, you know. That shit explodes. How do you? How would we be safe? Uh, we don't want to carry any fire in there. That's for sure. We, I mean, you could, you could probably talk to you could probably talk to Penrir. Penrir might be able to get you inside. Penrir? 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 Yeah, Penrir. Penrir Gotlandstead. Penrir. Who is this Penrir? Penrir used to be one of my workers, but. She's all sorts of set up. I'm mad about 
the governor and uh, CFH. The governor, you say? Yeah. The person in charge of Port Greasel. Mm-hmm. Oh, okay. I thought maybe that was a endearing title or something, but he's an actual governor. Yeah, Governor Foyston. Named after Keith, no last name Foyston, uh. for our Patreon supporters. <laughs> and so this Pinrear, you say she still has the job at CFH? Oh, no, 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 no. She never got a job at Pinre- uh, CFH. She used to be one of my miners, but then whenever they hired whenever, uh, uh, Ludwig, Lug- Ludwig, the alchemist, you mm. know him, he bought all the uh, constructs, or he bought constructs. Oh, wait, did I got that wrong? I think I got that wrong. I think CFH may have bought the mines. Somebody bought the mines. I don't really know who. I just know I lost my job, you know? But do you know where we can find this pinwheel? Uh, pinwheel is over on the, on the eastern block, in the in mining block. Mining block? Yeah, it's where the miners all used to live. Well, they still live there. They just don't mine no more. And you and her left on good terms? Oh, yeah, I mean, she didn't blame me, you know? I'm just, I got fired, too. Interesting. Some rhino took my job. And she would fight for the resistance? Oh, whoa. Shh. How do you know about that? You just told me. You just said it. But we... Don't, don't be talking about that. Are you crazy? You just got here. How do you know about that? He, I just he like, grabs your shirt and pulls you close. You don't know. Don't, you don't even know about that. Of, of course not. No. I know nothing. Oh my god. Oh god, I gotta tell somebody. I'm gonna I'm gonna put my hand on like his sh- on Dewey's shoulder like Dewey, we're friends. You can I, I promise you, we're not going to Give me a persuasion check. Both of us? <laughs> no. Well, I mean I guess you can take advantage if Doris involved in the in the process. So yeah? Yeah, you can do advantage. Alright. I'm definitely involved. <laughs> Thank God. Oh, still pretty bad. Um just nine. Oh, this is bad. I don't know how y'all found out about this, but I gotta go. And he like takes, he's holding onto your shirt and he like shoves you back a little bit, which is easy for him because you're one pound. Yeah. Uh, and he just kind of stumbles out the tavern. I'm gonna look at Dorf like, that's not good. I don't understand what happened. I, I, I think that our word you said may have uh, triggered something within Dewey. I'm not sure. Uh, I, I guess maybe there is something real like that going on. Look, I can use the R word if I want to. It's just a word. (laughs) (laughs) This episode is just ripe with social commentary. That, staying in. (laughs) Oh, God. I I, I guess that. I guess I'll look and kind of see that uh, Keth and Asha have made their way to an empty table. Like, well, let's just go reconvene. And I will also be making my way over to this table. All right. So the five of you reconvene at the at this table that Keth has claimed. I'll look over at uh, Finch and say, "What? What was that about?" Listen, everyone, have a seat. <laughs> <laughs> I'll sit down. I will also sit. I'm already sitting. <laughs> <laughs> we'll have another. All right, everyone, pull in close. We have to talk low. Okay. What's going on? I'll reluctantly move forward. We're planning sabotage. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, what? Listen, okay, you see all these constructs around? Uh, Yeah, I see them, yeah. Yeah, you can't miss them. They're everywhere. They're taking everyone's jobs. Huh? Uh, Yeah, that's what I heard. Amen? (laughs) (laughs) 
your server uh, approaches, and it's an it's an ostrich. <laughs> <laughs> it it looks at you and goes. Is that considered a small beast? <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna say no, it is not. Okay. We'll say like Kath, you're done with your mug, and it like reaches over with its beak and grabs your empty mug and puts it on its back and then looks at you and goes, No, we're we're fine now, thank you, and I'll like wave him away. And he just like quickly stumbles away. You see that? That should have been a person. A person that you can understand, speaking common. Yeah, I don't <laughs> <laughs> No. <laughs> We're going there. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> this is great again. Flag has finally happened. Yes. <laughs> yes. <laughs> oh my God. Oh wow. Now, Doroth, I think you're being a little. Uh... <laughs> <laughs> What's the R word? What's this? You're being a little forward here with this. What? I mean, these constructs aren't necessarily bad. Look. All I'm saying is we wouldn't have to pay 15 gold a room to stay in this shithole if I could play on that stage. And I can't because there's robots. Shh, Darth, you're getting really loud for us leaning in right now. <laughs> <laughs> this is true. I apologize. But I don't, I don't like them either. There's something weird about this place. Oh, I definitely agree there. But I don't think it's necessarily the Construct's fault. What? What did you guys learn? Well... We talked to that guy, over, uh, start to like point at him, but then I like pull my hand away. <laughs> <laughs> the guy over there with the, the white shirt and the brownish pants and the muddy boots. I saw him. Yeah. So we went and talked to him, and apparently he's he takes a big, uh, what do you call it? He takes a, a elephant construct into the jungle to collect metal crates for his job at CFH. Yeah, that's... And they they're at the the center of the the center of the island where we're not supposed to be. The off limits center of the island. Interesting. Uh, yes, constructs for hire. He hmm. seemed very secretive. He said they have company secrets, and he couldn't tell us much. Everyone seems to be a little secretive around here. What did you guys gather? Well, in talking to the dirty gnome who went by Dewey Clug, uh, it seemed that he lost his job. Uh, and he's very upset about it, as you could tell by the amount of ales around his face. Because the smell the, permeating from his body. Because the construct took it, right? That's what it seems like, yes. Oh, but, so that's why y'all are going to go sabotage the place. Well, but hear me out, but hear me out. He knows a network of ex-miners who are willing to give us access to the tunnels. He seemed to possibly remember a tunnel or two that may have had uh, metal-lined walls. And I'll kind of look at Astra. Okay. Yeah, I was trying to get somewhere, you know, once he said metal crates. I was trying to think of where we could find this place. Yeah, maybe that's a lead. Yeah, we, we do. He gave us the name of someone that uh, would possibly, potentially help us. But then uh, Doroth over here said, I'm going to kind of lean in and really <laughs> whisper this one. Assistance. And he flipped out. And that's why he stormed off and ran. And so I don't know if that's going to affect us being able to talk to this person or not or what's going to happen. But keep in mind that that word scared the bejesus out of him. To be clear, I'll pull everyone in again. <laughs> the word was revolution. And I think it's the password to the Underground Railroad. <laughs> Maybe. <laughs> okay, I don't know about some of this, but from what I can gather... This company, Constructs for Hire, 
is making these constructs. They're using something that can be found in the center of this island to possibly power or produce these constructs, which is why it's off limits. You know, they want a, a monopoly, so to speak, on the market. I'm guessing there are quite a few people upset about this for losing their jobs, but that's all we know for sure. Well, I saw you talking to that really annoying-looking elf. What do you say? Uh, <laughs> nothing too poignant. Uh, he owns a shop called the Wonderful Wares of Elio, something or other. Say it. W-W-E. <laughs> I believe he called it. They really like their abbreviations here. <laughs> you can't say one without the other. <laughs> um, he just informed me that this uh, CFH has a manufacturing plant on the northwest side of town. Yeah, I think, uh, I think that's where the elephants are going to and from, that, that manuf- manuf- manufacturing plant. Yes, they're bringing something from the center of the island to the plant, I would imagine. Aren't you guys curious? To find out what that is. Oh, absolutely. Very. I am. Well, what I'm saying is we have a lead. We we hook up with this uh Pen who, who Penrear. Penrear. This is his friend's name. We found this out. It's secretive. Also an X minor. Yeah, an X minor. Are the mines located in the center of the island? I don't know. But they may lead there. Something is in there. Something he couldn't tell us about. Did he tell you where to find this Penrear? Sort of. He gave me a, a, a rough estimate. I'm sure someone in that area knows her, and we'll, we'll be able to find... What did he say? The, the north? Eastern mining block. Eastern mining block. In the, in the eastern mining block. Which I don't know what that means, as I am not from here. <laughs> um, I think I can figure it out. Hey. <laughs> or we can ask around. Well, what time of day is it? We'll say it's like after breakfast. Oh, okay. So it's early. I mean, like... Late breakfast. We'll say it's like brunch. Eleven. Brunch. Yes. Brunch, brunch time. Well, it's still early in the day. Maybe we should go try to find this this pen rear. Yes, but we should also be cautious. Um, it sounded like you upset that other miner. Maybe he. Well, he was he was drunk. He was emotional. He was in his feelings. So we shouldn't worry about him. No, we should. <laughs> his reaction was emotional. I feel like he could have just told me to shut up like everyone else does, but he flipped out. You saw that he. Ran away. I, I tried to calm him down and say that we were friends, but he was not having any of it. Where do you think he went to? I'm not from here. I have no idea. Maybe the Eastern Mining Bog. Mm, perhaps we should be cautious, or at least inconspicuous. Well, I, these are my people. Uh, but you're not from here. It doesn't matter. Now it doesn't matter. <laughs> well, I see. It'll be easy for him to be in, in, inconspicuous, but... Me and you stick out like sore thumbs here. This is very true. I, I haven't noticed any other tieflings, have I? No. There, you haven't noticed like any tieflings in general in most places. Right. Yeah, we do stand out quite a bit. Um, maybe we can go shopping. Did we see some shops on our way in? Yeah, there's plenty of shops all over the place. And you said the, there's a wonderful wares of uh, Ely... Yes, the the WWE is yes. called it. <laughs> yes, that one. Um, maybe they they have some clothes we could try to better fit in. I don't know if he sells clothes, but he certainly sells something interesting. <laughs> <laughs> he sells one kind of clothes. Uh, wheelies, dude. he called them. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it did look rather interesting. 
Well, he's probably still in here, though. (laughs) 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 He's right over there, actually. They're probably not open yet. Um, Well, there was another place, this uh, Ludwig's Alchemy. Apparently, he's the person to speak to on this island about gunpowder. Dewey had mentioned something about a Ludwig as well. Perhaps we could investigate there, or we could maybe take a look at this plant, you know, from a distance at least. Um, we could, s- I guess we don't really know if there's, do they have like physical barricades in the middle of the island? No. We don't, or, well, you don't know. We don't know. You just told not to go, and that if you do, it'll create hostile constructs, or what did I say? Uh, we'll be considered hostile. And, and we'll be killed on sight. Yeah. Um, or we could maybe try to go scope out the middle of the island from a safe distance to see what we can gather. Do we even know what a safe distance is? Not as of now, we don't. And when you approach the island on boat, like, it's it's a pretty, like, thick jungle island. Like, we can, like, see, like, the tree line starting? From inside the port, yeah, you can see where the tree line starts, and it's, like, right outside. Okay. Yeah, I mean, those are our options that we know of here. I say we go talk to Penrear. I'm for it. All right, let's go. Very well. All right, for the people on three. <laughs> One, two, three. For the people. I stand up. I was going to say it. <laughs> I stand up. <laughs> what are you waiting for? For the people. For the people. Get it. I'll stand up. And it's one of those scenes where, like, y'all start to leave the table, but, like, one of you is standing behind, like, trying to finish their mug real quick. And <laughs> <laughs> like, puts down a half, like, a half ale. A half ale. And then I'll spot it and down the rest of it. <laughs> yes. Uh, and so you walk out into the street. You notice that from entering the port, there was a road that headed east to some rocky cliffs. So I guess you could start there. I'm just trying to suggest something as a DM. I don't know how y'all want to approach this. Yeah, I mean, we know it's on the east side of the uh, port, so we'll just head in that direction. Yeah, yeah that's probably the best route to do it. Uh, So you head back down to the docks and then start walking east. And actually on your way on the left side, one of the shops kind of stands out to you because it's located there. Uh, Ludwig's Crafts and Alchemy, about halfway towards the mining block. Well, here's that Ludwig fellow. Oh, we can stop here. It's on the way. How convenient. All right, so you walk inside, and you're presented with the smell of sulfur, but it's more potent this time than it is outside. There is quite a few guns just lining the walls of this shop. There's rifles, blunderbusses, flintlocks, hand cannons, I guess you could say. They're everywhere, and as you close the door, a bell clinks behind you and rings, and out comes Ludwig, who is a human man who is old, and has gray hair that's kind of long, and the tips of his hair is yellow, where it seems like his like, hair has touched sulfur powder. Like he's like working over a workbench, and his hair is just kind of like touched the powder. And he looks at you kind of wild-eyed and says, Ah, hello! Hello. Hi. 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 Never seen you before. Likewise. Yeah, we're new here. Oh, you looking to buy a flintlock, I see. Are we? Maybe a rifle? Blunderbuss? Ah, you got a ship and you need a cannon attached to it. No. Can, can just anybody buy one of these? He's... Oh, yeah, just gotta have proof of license. Proof of license? There's no background check or anything? Nope, you can just buy one. How could that possibly go wrong? 
<laughs> just knock them down. <laughs> <laughs> all of them. Well, America. If we, yeah. if, we, if we don't have a license to get the, the gun. Oh, I'll get you a license. I can draft you up one right here. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> I was just going to ask if we get the ammo without the license. <laughs> I'll, I'll look at some of the flintlocks just to compare them to Lugrugs. Yeah, whenever you look at, at the flintlocks, uh, they all kind of mimic the design of Ludrucks. And it is Ludruck. Lugrucks, right? Lugruck. 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 And you mean Kurgle. Yeah. Yeah, shit, you're right. My bad. Uh, yeah, when you look at the design of these flintlocks, they do mimic Kurgle's design. They, they seems to be pretty standard. So the no, no like major improvements from the one that I have. Mm-hmm. Okay. I mean, other than like they're new compared to hers, which is kind of rusty from seawater and etc. Which are the smallest of the guns that he has? <laughs> you know what? We'll say there's like a uh, what's those guns that like, like the girls would hide in their stockings? Oh, like a twenty-two. Like yeah. a snub nose. Snub yeah. nose. That's it. We'll say there's like a snub nose version of a flintlock, but really it's just a flintlock that ends where your fingers are. <laughs> so the explosive powder might hurt. <laughs> I was gonna say, is there anything a little longer than that? Like that's no. I mean, you've seen you've seen two shots happen. One at where both of them act out. <laughs> yes. And you know that there is like a flash of fire that comes out the end of them. And that's close. <laughs> that's too small. I, I can see why it's not sold. Jesus. <laughs> but uh, I definitely want to go to maybe a smaller flintlock and just say, how much for this one? Ah, the... Give me a name of a flintlock. The, the, the bus ass. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> Let's see. What wasn't the cricket? Wasn't that like the, the small one? Yeah, the one in black. Black. yeah. <laughs> Are you gonna point at the snub nose or like a smaller flintlock? A smaller flintlock, okay. not the snub nose. Not the snub nose. The snub nose will definitely be called the cricket. If y'all ask. <laughs> uh, all right. <laughs> oh, the cricket. What's <laughs> oh, a format of a flintlock name? Uh, someone's last name and some numbers. <laughs> That's every gun. We'll we'll go simple. Oh, that's the Ludwig extent. What was his Ludwig? Ludwig. What was his voice? Um, it's like Paperboy. He was very ah. excitable. Yeah, and good to see you there. See? <laughs> I don't know. Yeah. Was that <laughs> I may have done that. But it I don't think seemed I like he was high on sulfur. Yeah, tweaking. What was the first thing I said to y'all? Never seen you here before. Ah, I haven't seen you here before. <laughs> I haven't seen you here before. Ah, well, that's the Ludwig Standard. That's one of my favorites. Ah, I like it. Ah, well, that's only going to be 50 gold. I see myself in it. Wow. <laughs> Imagine. Hmm. If I'm... you purchase today, I'll give you a set of ammo for free. Six shots. Really? How's that sound? That sounds wonderful. What about the gunpowder? That'll be part of the six shots. Interesting. I'm... Well, old man, you've sold me. Ah, 50 gold it is. And he, like, pulls it down and polishes the silver, like, the, the metal barrel with, like, a, a rag that's kind of covered in sulfur. <laughs> wow. Uh, then he hands it to you and says, all right, 50 gold. I'll hand it to him. Okay. Uh, you have a flintlock that uh, has six shots. What did I tell you the damage for a flintlock was? Uh, mine was uh, 2d6 plus 4. And that's what yours is. Well, it's, uh, plus your dex modifier, right? Okay. That's your I plus 4. Yeah. From there? Um, yeah. Yeah. Okay, okay mm-hmm. so 2d6 plus your dexterity modifier. And the attack is just a ranged yeah. attack? And okay. you're not proficient. Okay. 
These guns are dirt cheap. I'm well, saying, take them all. dude. I'm saying. Uh, now, Ludwig, you did you make all of these? Ah, yes. These are my crafts. Oh, wonderful. They're very intricate. Yep, and I have some really nice ones too. Oh, really nice, you say? Yep, I have some favorites. Keep those behind the desk, though, you know? Makes sense. May I take a peek? Hmm. I don't know if I can trust you. Ah, of course you can take a peek, he says. <laughs> <laughs> and he goes behind the desk and he pulls out a rifle. Uh, it's, that's boxed and he opens it up and it's got like this intricate, like almost like Damascus steel kind of look to it. Ah, the very first rifle that I was actually proud of. And he lifts it up and like bounces it in his hand up and down. This one is fantastic. I'll sell it to you for 400 gold. Does it have a scope on it by any chance? No. Damn. Does he have anything with a scope on it? Does he do scopes? You can ask him. Scopes, dude? Do you have any uh, <laughs> anything that would help aim this rifle? Aiming. <laughs> What's that? <laughs> Maybe like kind of like a kind of almost like a spyglass that you could affix to the top. Oh, yes. Somebody else has the patent on them. And who? His name is Elio, and I hate him. Oh, my God. <laughs> Bring him back around. <laughs> oh, well, I met him. He talked pretty highly of you. Really? Yeah. Oh, well, that's just fantastic. I didn't know he would, you know, talk so highly of me. Uh, yeah, so how, how long have you been making these things? Uh, let's see. I am 65 years old, and I've been making them since I was 12. So that makes it, hmm... 53? 53, thank you. You're welcome. That's quite a, a long time. Did you in, invent this? Well, I've been working on it for quite a while. I didn't used to have all these, but it was recently that I was able to mass produce them. Oh, what happened? Well, I was able to get the sulfur for a lot cheaper. Uh, I'm going to take a wild guess and say it's because of the constructs. I will sharply turn around. Ah, uh, yes, CFH sells me the gunpowder, or the sulfur. Uh, they're mining it with constructs, I assume? Yep. Which is cheaper than human labor? Well, it's not my it's not my business. I just buy the sulfur. I'm just shooting in the dark here. Sounds reasonable. I like it. It's a good business plan. Makes sense. Did you invent all of these? I invented the gunpowder. The flintlocks and the rifles and the cannons, they were thought of, but no one could make it work until I created the gunpowder. Pounder? <laughs> gunpowder. <laughs> <laughs> he is high on sulfur. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, and th um, that's what propels these uh, shots, you say? Yes, see, you see a small little explosion happens behind the bullet. And the bullet flies out the barrel and kills. Doesn't kill me. What do you mean? So you're saying the bullets kill people. Yeah, the bullets kill people, not the people. Well. <laughs> <laughs> huh. <laughs> Who boy? Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Did you do this on purpose? Today? I didn't mean for it to go this far, but god damn, I love I, it. I, I, <laughs> like, I was throwing in, like, corporate policy and shit. Like, I knew yeah. that was coming, but I didn't know. <laughs> this is the most political episode of Four Orbs. I'm just having fun pushing the buttons now. <laughs> <laughs> what, are, what are the stats on this rifle? I'll tell you, that way you can know if it's worth it. It's 3d8 plus your dexterity modifier. Damn. Ow. One shot? Yeah, one shot. Gotta reload. One shot. Gotta reload. But then he looks at you, and he's like, seeing y'all like kind of eyeing the guns, he says, you're newcomers, and I know you want the goods, but there's only one way you'll get the goods. 
You see, I have this this rifle that I think is the best rifle. It's, it self-loads itself. You don't have to take the time to reload it. Think about it, right? It's not a construct, is it? No, it's a gun. <laughs> <laughs> so you're telling me that you shoot a bullet and it semi-automatically loads the next <laughs> round? Yes. Can you imagine how dangerous that would be? It seems unfathomably dangerous, right? Yeah, well, I mean, what possible use could we have for that? Well, if you get in a lot of fights, it could be really helpful. Why would you want to help someone like that? Well, that's the business I'm in. Hunting, you gotta kill the animals. I don't know if I agree as I put my flintlock in my belt. <laughs> he says, look, I'll sell it to you. You know what? No, I'll give it to you as a gift if you can help me help you get that gun. Wait, so you don't have the the gun? No, I have it. But you gotta do me a favor. Which is? I need evidence. You see, there's a conspiracy going on around here. He, he like, looks out the window and looks around. You see, I, I think that Pinrear girl, she's got a problem with the governor and the CFH. Oh, yeah? Tell me more. I think she's planning something. I need evidence. For what, though? What is she planning? I think I'm revolt. You see, all of them lost their jobs trying to get me my sulfur. Oh, the miners. I'm, I'm just going to try to, like, lock eyes with everyone. And you see, if we can get evidence that she's planning something, we can get her thrown in jail. Revolt won't happen. Exactly. Because it's bad for business. Exactly. Because Penrear, I think, is trying to be governor. And all it's going to take is getting the populated vote. <laughs> Any election but... can happen at any time. Just the populated vote needs to happen. You don't, you don't feel bad for all these workers that lost their jobs? Find new businesses. Create something. That's what I've done here. You're creating weapons. Somebody's gotta. No, they don't. If I didn't do it, somebody else has gotta. I don't think there's any honor in these front rocks. All you do is just point and pull the trigger. What's the difference between that and an arrow? A real warrior, because you gotta, you gotta aim and you gotta pull back the right way. You don't think you gotta aim? A gun? They didn't aim at me. They just put it in my chest and pulled a trigger. You know how much kickback a good rifle can do? I don't know what a kickback is. Well, see, whenever it explodes, that gun's going to do this. I like how he's complaining about kickback and he's complaining about being shot. (laughs) (laughs) How are you like, well, have you felt the kickback? (laughs) What? That kickback hurts, my friend. You got to be one tough person. Seems wildly dangerous for both parties involved. What do you mean? Why would anybody want... There's no danger for the person shooting. What happens if you put too much of that powder inside? Then you're just an idiot. But then it blows... I make it real simple. You see, here's this little cartridge. And he shows like a cartridge that has gunpowder in it. He shakes. And then you have this bullet. If you put more than this cartridge in there, you're crazy. You're just trying to blow yourself up. And how exactly does this self-loading gun work? Well, I'm not just going to tell you my secret to my craft. I'm not asking for a schematic or anything. Well, it works. It just works. <laughs> Ludwig's alchemy. It just works. <laughs> you just point and click. Uh, how would we go about finding this evidence for you? I don't know. This pin pin rear, you said? Pin rear. Look. Where could we find her? She lives over in the mining block. What does she look like? Well, she's a gnome. Well, yeah, so are most of the people here. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm not a gnome. Well, neither am I. But what does she look like? Well, she's got she's got brown hair that's kind of turned yellow from the sulfur from mining. 
just like everybody else. And most of their hair is yellow at this point. And um, they also, their skin's kind of yellow too. It got kind of like my hands here. You see like the fingertips, they kind of got yellow all over them. She looks like everyone. You've described most people. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Yeah. So nothing distinguishing. Well, I mean, you know, it's, wouldn't it be a little suspicious of us just to be walking around as newcomers asking for this pin rear, this supposed person leading a revolt? Not my problem, sir. If you want that gun, you gotta give me some evidence. You want the evidence more than we want the gun. Well, then don't worry about it. You don't gotta get the gun. I'll find somebody. I'll find. I'll find out soon. Or at least CFH will. He never knows watching. Hey, I have a question. These these Fred rocks. Do any of the constructs have them? No, they don't need them. They just like attack you. Well, they each have their own ways of attacking, but the bears are the worst. What do they do? They maul you like a bear. Oh, so they're like the, the animals. Yeah. Okay. Careful with the sharks out though. Sharks? Yeah, they're shark constructs out in the ocean. What's the purpose of them? Well, if you are a ship that shouldn't be here, if you don't agree to the policies of CFH and the, and the city, then your ship's gonna get sunk. They have these little red beams on their heads. Are you serious? <laughs> a red beam? Yes. He made the sharks with the laser <laughs> beams on their heads. They freaking lasers <laughs> They'll pierce a hole right in the hull. Some sort of scorching ray. Something like that. Interesting. I'm not no magic man. Look, I, either way, whether I agree with you or not, I think that we can help find this evidence. Awesome. I love it. So just have our gun ready. I will have it ready for you. It's already ready. I've already got like a couple people looking into it. You, you got other people on this same mission? Yep. First one back with the evidence gets the gun. How many other people? Well, that just ruins the competition, huh? They don't know that you're coming. Why they? Why? Why should you get to know where they're coming? Because we're newcomers. Competition. Competition makes you better. We're on the same side. Yeah, and it evens the playing field. We're newcomers. We don't know what this place even is. Well, you don't know who they are if they're newcomers. So they are newcomers. They could be. Uh, let's just go try to find this Penrare person. We'll we'll get your dirt, and you will give us that big front rock. I agree, Keth. Let's go find this dirt. And I'm just going to, like, back slowly out of the shop. I will follow. Likewise. So y'all are heading to the mining block still? Yes. Hey, companions. Thanks for tuning in for this episode. If you're listening the day of release, then you're listening on Thanksgiving here in America. And I wanted to take the time at the end of this episode to tell you listeners that I am thankful for all of you. You give us such a boost for this passion project of ours. Your reviews and donations are extremely appreciated and help us move forward. For now, I'm going to list out all of you who are currently pledging to us monthly on Patreon. Colby Parker, Adam Wright, Kevin McEwen, Samuel Santabanez, Andrew O'Dell, Samuel Moore, Evan Wiley, Jacob Williams, Joshua Story, Keith, no last name, Foyston, Lucas Duff, Jonathan Harden, Dave Schmidt-Henner, 
Damien Roel, Caitlin Roel. Still don't know how to pronounce y'all's last name. I'm going to butch it every, every time. Jeremy Kleinhands and thegeeklife.com. But also welcome our newest Patreon supporter, Jason Kachuk. So two more things I want to talk about after thanking all of you guys. This episode session was a three and a half hour recording. I'm splitting it into two and you will be receiving a new episode next Thursday on December 5th. The next episode after that will be December 19th. From there, I am hoping the next episode will be January 2nd. But it is the holiday season and we have not recorded that episode yet. We are currently slated to record that episode on December 23rd. But I am not sure if this date will need to be canceled due to holiday travel and work schedules. I mean, it is two days before Christmas, and it is the holiday season. You know, we, we, we want to celebrate too. But if you do not receive an episode on January 2nd of the new year, we will for sure be releasing the next episode on January 9th. The second thing I wanted to bring up is the live show. December 13th, we are gathering again for the third annual Four Orbs live show to celebrate three years of doing this project of ours. It'll be at Alchemy Tavern in Mobile, Alabama on December 13th. The show, the doors open at seven, the show starts at eight, and it's $5 to get in. I, I'm trying to put some sort of like gift bags and stuff again together, but I wanted to cheapen the price of the ticket this year from $10 to $5 just to see if that kind of gets some people that don't usually want to go out to come on out. And so I'm trying to get some cheap little things here and there, maybe like, so maybe like a set of dice for everybody, but nothing more than that. But I just wanted... I want more people to be able to come if they want to. And I think $5 really opens up the gates for those people. And then after that live show, I will be releasing the recording of the live show at the $5 level on our Patreon. I just re-released the first anniversary recording on the, at the $3 level. And this weekend, I'll probably release the second year again. Because I think those episodes are lost in the archive of Patreon. I think they, things get, de get deleted if you're not on like some sort of Patreon premium deluxe subscription or something. And I'm not paying for Patreon. I don't even know if that's a thing. I just, I feel like it's gone away and I don't know how to make sure that things like that don't go away. So I'm just going to re-release them. And I think that's all I want to talk about. I feel like I'm missing something, but that's kind of who I am right now. Constantly busy. Can't remember shit. I'm trying. But the next half of this play session should be available to you next Thursday, December 5th. So stay tuned. Love y'all. Here's some bloopers from this episode. So how many of y'all's expensive weed gummies did y'all put in, in kids' candy for no fucking reason? <laughs> All of them. Yeah. That's what they're for, right? Yeah. Gotta get them hooked. <laughs> Gotta get them hooked at a young age. <laughs> I did see where someone dumped a uh, a little baggie of, of meth in someone's trick-or-treat. <laughs> that had to be an accident. It's not cheap, I feel like, or easy to procure. <laughs> I don't know. I feel like meth heads are assholes, though. Yeah. And I feel like meth heads, like, really want their meth, right? Right? Yeah, <laughs> that's, that's true. what I'm saying. I heard Green Day on the Classic Rock Station on the way over here. No, that's that happened. That's sad. Yeah. That's um, happened to me yeah. a while back, and it it's pissed that. me off. What song? That's <laughs> the acoustic one. Oh, with Another the graduation song? Yeah. <laughs> it's not it's called Dumb of Your Life. It's called something else. It's called but... Good Riddance. Yeah, yeah, that's right. That's right. Do y'all remember when we had the uh, Satsuma Tenure reunion and everyone just showed up at uh, Alchemy afterwards? Like, we didn't go to the reunion, but we the reunion happened to us because we were at Alchemy <laughs> and, like, people just showed up there. I sang that song and it was a fucking banger. <laughs> <laughs> I actually remember that. Yeah. Yep. My Tenure reunion got canceled. <laughs> wah, really? wah, because not enough people were going to go. <laughs> wow. I, don't, I mean, I don't get a point of doing a 
it's a high school reunion if you're not going to do it at the fucking high school. Like, yeah. That uh, is yeah. what I would want right, to do yeah. is go see the high school and like, I can walk, walk around. through the Murphy yeah. Halls again. I might be interested in doing it. Yeah. Where was ours? To go meet those people. Yeah, it was that like fucking shrimp basket or some bullshit. House. Yeah. <laughs> Mine was <laughs> supposed to be at Moe's downtown. Then then what? They make you pay for it anyways, right? Like yep. yeah. $50 <laughs> to get in. And that's mm-hmm. never everyone on the Facebook group just went, nah, I'm good. Yeah. <laughs> you know, Alchemy's free to get in. <laughs> I'll just Real. show up there and drink. The man looks like he hasn't slept for days. He whispers loudly to you. Don't seek the treasure. <laughs> Do not seek the treasure. <laughs> You said it seemed underground or something, too. Maybe it could be somewhere here. I mean, maybe it happened as soon as I set foot off of this boat. Hmm. A sex dungeon. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know if that's going to make the cut, but it might hit the bloopers. <laughs> I was about to say, I'm going to let somebody else respond to that. 